Cool. So what we're going to do tonight, you guys, you guys remember uh, we sent a crew off to Mexico last week? Arilla. <laughs> you want to go back to Mexico? <laughs> she does. Here, here, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. But we can go to La Tapatia later and get some Lucas. <laughs> um, here's the deal. We're going to hear from a few of them real quick. But just because you weren't there doesn't mean that this can't affect your life in some way. There's a, a scripture in Revelation. It's going to sound really out there and crazy, right? You ready for it? Um, the testimony of Jesus, so the story of Jesus, or the stories about what Jesus does and how he works in the earth. So the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Kind of sounds out there, right? But here's the deal. When we tell stories about Jesus, we tell stories about what he's done, what he's doing. It really says to those around us that Jesus is capable of doing all those things over again. Because when he does one thing, it means that he could do it again and again and again. And just because you weren't in Mexico and maybe your life wasn't directly affected by being there, you didn't get to see it with your own eyes. What I believe is that when we speak testimony and tell the story, that our lives can be changed as well, because God is not selfish, right? So he, he um, reproduces uh, stories, and, and he's not limited to just one time, and right? He's, he's reproducing, and he can do it again and again and again, yeah? So I just uh, challenge us, and myself included, when we hear stories, that, that we really celebrate people trusting that the God who did that in their life could do it in our life as well, right? We're a family, we talked about on Sunday how the family of God transcends um, like our biological makeup, right? Just because Kingsley wasn't blood brother, he's actually a truer brother in Christ, right? So we are a family. Like I can have a dad that wasn't necessarily my birth father, but through the kingdom of God, God is so generous that he puts people in our lives and, and places them strategically that we can have a family. That's what this is. So let's celebrate our brothers and sisters and what God's done in their life, trusting that God could do the same. Yeah? Cool. Um, so Kingsley, you want to kick us off? And cool. Let's, let's really listen in intently. And, and this is really exciting. Guys, these people sacrificed. Um, they worked hard for their money to get down there. They gave a little bit further than maybe they normally would have. And they endured some pretty extreme conditions to serve some people in Mexico. So let's honor them with the way we listen tonight. Yeah? Amen. All right, Kingsley. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, John. Thanks, John. It's awesome. Said that perfectly. Hey, Nate. Let's watch the um, let's watch the intro video. So we took a we did a mission trip down to Tijuana, Mexico, and here comes the video. Woo! Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great video. They turned that out so quick. That was awesome. Hey, so we're going to share with you guys some testimonies, some stories of Mexico. Um, so I'm going to have the team come up. If you went to Mexico, please come on up. Come on up, guys. Come take a seat. We'll sit right here. Find a seat on the stage. Yeah. Cool. Arella, we'll have you share first. Here comes Michael. Awesome. Sweet. Sweet. Here's the team. Arella has to go in 10 minutes. It's good to know. Cool. So we're going to share some stories. We've got some photos. We've got some different verses, things that happened to us while we were there. Uh, we took a long drive down to San Diego, stayed in a church overnight, and then we went uh, the next day in, co in coach buses as a team. Um, I think we have a bus photo on there, Nate. Um, we went over the border together. Yeah. Some people are out of it. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, we had high expectation for this trip. Like, like John said, every single one of these people did, we did um, fundraising beforehand where we went to people's houses and we started serving uh, people here in our church first before we went to another place. We showed, we showed God that we could work here. We showed our church we could work here, and we did it with smiles on our faces. Um, it was kind of a good precursor. Every single person, um, and we had, a trip, we had a team of 16, um, including a bunch of other people um, that weren't here. They're, they're not here right now. But um, it was amazing from the very first second of getting into Mexico the entire trip. It was awesome. Um, I mean, round of applause for this team, for sure. They were amazing. But the next round of applause goes to you guys from us because you guys were our support. And honestly, I felt you guys praying for us. I know you guys were praying for us before we left. So we're going to give you guys an applause too. Awesome. Um, let's see. Let's, let's, start, let's start with Mark. Let's go with the um, first, first verse in Mark. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, for even the Son of Man came um, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for a, uh, as a ransom for many. So what that says right there is that the, the Son of God came to the earth not to just tell everybody to serve him, but he came to serve in a totally different way. And so a huge part of this trip was the fact that we got to serve. We got to go down and serve the nation of Mexico, which is amazing honoring thing to go and do. We are really excited and expectant for it. Um, so I'm just going to ask some questions. We'll kind of go down the line. Um, why don't you guys just say something real quick that, that, would, um, would, would, that you could share with people that would get them uh, to let them know like your thoughts and feelings on, on basically serving. It's like that. You're maybe your favorite part of serving. Just real quick. Uh, my favorite part of serving, uh, we went out to the, it was the last day we were there. We went out into the, this community, like we were already in the desert, but then we drove deeper into the desert to this community that was just so poor. Um, you saw that, you know, the trash bags and they're throwing in the back. You guys all saw that? Yeah. Well, like we would go door to door to people's houses and say, hey, can we take your trash or can we take your stuff? And so um, we take their trash. But this, the first house we went to, we went in there and this woman wanted uh she was like, yeah, come into our house um, in Spanish. I, didn't, I don't know the Spanish. Uh, so we came, came into her house, and then she was explaining the story of how her son, she fed her son something um, he shouldn't have ate. So he had, like, a poison or something, and uh, his whole body was affected. Um, he couldn't walk or anything. And uh, so we walked in there, and we just got to pray for this um, little kid. Um, we didn't see anything happen immediately, um, but the mom's just crying the whole time. She's just crying. Um and uh, and then after she was done crying, uh, she felt really bad, like a lot of shame. So we were praying for her. She was feel, felt really bad for what she did. Um, and we got to pray for her. And then anyway, so we were done. We were leaving. We took all of her trash, and we're about to head out. And uh, in Spanish, she was like, um, there wasn't any peace in my house before you guys came. And then you guys came, but now there's peace in my house. And so... I was, it was really, it was just cool, like, and she was, like, in the, like, in a room, like, in here of the wall, like, really small room with her, with her kid, and uh, it was just amazing, so being able to serve the, the Mexican people, yeah. Well, when we were doing the Tijuana thing, when we, we went to this one lady's house, and it practically looked like a dumpster because there was trash piled up all around the house. 
was equivalent to like eight bags of trash. And um, we asked the lady if she wanted prayer, and she said she had a broken rib. And after we prayed, she said she started feeling better. Um, I've worked with kids for a really long time, like 10 years. I've been working with lots and lots and lots of kids, teaching and doing all sorts of things. And let me tell you what, people's attitudes can change an atmosphere. And when you have one whiny kid, it turns into two whiny kids and five whiny kids and 10 whiny kids, and then you got tantrums and it's crazy. But the attitudes of the youth that we took were so awesome. I didn't hear a single complaint. It was hot, it was dusty. It was, you know, gross at times, and nobody complained. Nobody turned a nose up to anything, and they were just able to serve. And so I think that is the best thing that we can go and do is serve with a, with an attitude um, that's pleasing to God and not um, what we feel. And so that is something that I saw that I was really just shocked and awed by because I worked with so many kids that don't have that attitude. So um, that's a big testimony to take a bunch of teenagers to a desert and have them serve and not hear a single complaint. So that's awesome. Okay. Wait, so wait, what was the question? What was the question? Um, my favorite, oh, I have a loud enough voice. Do I have to? Yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite part of serving um, was like seeing how it affected them afterwards or like after you prayed for them and then doing the treasure hunt, you know, when we like ask God to, like, speak to us, like, what to look for, like, a person or what to tell them, and then finding my treasure uh, was really fun, and praying for them and, like, healing them, I guess. Uh, if you want me to. Well, like, I just did. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then the little kids are so cute. Um, so uh, my favorite part about serving was probably in the orphanage. Um, are we good back there, Devin? Yeah? Cool. Um, so I think it was cool, like, to have 150 orphans. That's the amount of kids that were in the orphanage. Um, a lot of these kids are dropped off sometimes at the entrance and just left there, and hopefully someone finds them. Um, other times, you know, for other reasons, they're dropped off. But I think just being able to play something as simple as soccer or face painting. I mean, none of us obviously know how to play soccer with these kids, but just seeing the impact um, on their lives and how they'll probably remember this for the rest of their lives, just taking that one moment. So, yeah. That was awesome. Um, my favorite part of serving, um, I think it was probably when we did the... Um, Work project. Did you guys see them mixing cement and stuff like that? Did you guys see that? Go to, go to, go to, um, okay, so that's us mixing cement. It's a bunch of girls and Luke. Um, <laughs> okay, by the way, this guy is a workhorse. Okay, so they have this crazy process. We're trying to mix cement to lay down. We needed, we needed, um, wheelbarrow full. We need like tons and tons of wheelbarrows full, um, of cement in order to lay down a floor, like a cement floor for the bathrooms that we were, we were making, that they were making right there. So we had to create the cement, and it was literally just, I mean, we had a shovel. That was it. Like, they, you add a couple bags of sand, um, a bag, 
mix it in the ground. You literally just build volcano and then you build down and then you build a volcano and you build down. You just sit there and just mix and mix and it's just like all upper body work and it's really, really straining and it was really hot in the middle of the day. So we did that from like 9 in the morning till 1 p.m. And we had blisters and we were tired and kids are falling over <laughs> tired. And it was really, really hard. I'm going to tell you guys that. Um, but why was that my favorite? Because it was a team effort. Because it was it was total team thing the entire time. Everybody was encouraging each other to keep going. And then that back there, that's the cement floor that we laid on that. That's going to be the bathrooms right there. So see how these porta-potties? And then you can see on the left, in the top left, there's like tons of porta-potties. We, had, we were using porta-potties the entire time. For the entire week. So the fact that we now, we're, we were able to leave our mark and say that we were there, we got to be a part of something awesome. We got to lay down a foundation. We got to put down concrete. That's something that's going to be there forever. We got to leave our mark on this property. It's amazing to be a part of something like that. So that was probably my favorite, my favorite part. Um, right? Thumbs up. I was super stoked with that. That was a blast. Um, let's go to another verse real quick. Let's go to another one. Let's check out this one. As each of us has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So as we receive gifts from God, we can use it, we can use it for good. We can use it to serve people. And so one of the, um, one of the, a lot of them are talking about this outreach that we got to go and do, which was the simple task of we're going to pick up trash for people. Not that hard of a job, right? We weren't shoveling. We weren't doing really just like, hey, can I pick up your trash? That was like the end to serving somebody. And I don't know about you guys, but that really like, that really like did something to me. I was like, wow, the end to, to serving somebody is just something simple. It doesn't look like some crazy um, job. It doesn't look like some insane um, amount of money that you have to give somebody or anything like that. It just looks like honestly like, hey, how's it going? Can I, can I help you in any way possible? Maybe your obvious need is that you need, some, you need something that you can't take care of. They don't have trash services in the area that we went to in Mexico. They don't have this. Nobody comes and picks up their trash. So they just put it outside, and it piles up. So we were able to take trash bags and go and pick them up. And that was, like our, that was our way to be able to serve them. And then from there, we had asked them, would you like any prayer? And like literally 99.9% .9 of the time, they said yes. And really, that's a huge testimony to back, even back here in our own town. When you just come willing with a, with a good, cheering heart, when you come with a joyful heart and you say, how can I help you? How can I serve you? People are not used to that. They're going to be like taken back by that. And they're going to be like, wow, yeah, this guy's real. Yeah, actually, can you help me lift some stuff? You have no idea what God's going to do, um, what God can do through that. And we got to pray for people and encourage people. Um, Let's see, Rebrella, why don't you share real quick about the treasure that God told you and then how you found it. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, when, like, the first night we did it, uh, I had, like, God told me, like, a name and then, like, a color and, like, candy. I got red candy and, like, Josephine or something. Um, like, it was like that. And when we went to, like, the community outreach, I was, like, super bummed because I didn't find, like, my, like, name, like, the girl. Um, so, but I did go into, like, a store that sold candy and, like, prayed for, like, one of those workers. Uh, but they didn't understand me, but, you know. So <laughs> when we got back to the ranch, I guess, um, the, yeah, Rancho de Sus Niños, um, RDSN, 
um, <laughs> uh, during worship, like, I got to pray for one person who's, like, felt like they're going on, like, the wrong path, so I got to, like, pray for them, um, and someone with, like, financial issues or something, and while Julie, like, the Marshall's mom, and then my mom were, like, about to go on stage to share, like, what they, like, saw, they asked, like, the head director of the orphanage, or the orphans, um, and asked, oh, is there, like, a Josephine here? Um, and they're like, well, but there's a Josefina, but um, she's here right now. Do you want to, like, go, want me to go get her? Um, so <laughs> she got, we got my treasure, like, Josefina with um, a translator. And I got to pray for her, but, like, it was super awkward because I made it awkward. Um, so, <laughs> well-ish. And, like, she had back problems. And, like, she's like, oh, it feels a little better. I prayed for her again. Oh, it feels a little better. I left, then came back after worship, brought my mom. And then, like, oh, it still feels a little better. And then I, like, got the wife of the photographer that did the video. And, like, we all started praying for her. And then, like, finally she's like, oh, it feels totally better. Or, like, it feels, like, complete. But, yeah. Arella needs to go, so thanks, Arella. Um, I'm going to ask a question to all you guys, and you can answer real quick. What, um, what was your favorite part of praying for somebody or encouraging somebody during the outreach or any point? Like, Luke was walking around, like, praying for anybody and everybody. It doesn't have to just be the people during the outreach. He's just going up to people that were on the Mexico mission trip, just going to it, right? We can encourage each other. It's an excellent, an excellent thing to do. It's something to get into practice and make it a part of our life. It should be an answer, you guys. It should be an answer. It should be like our initial reaction. Oh, you, you have a need? Let's, let's, have, let's let God meet it because he can meet anything. He's the creator of the world. He's got all the supply in the world. So, and so anyways, I was encouraged by Luke walking around just like, hey, man, what's up? Hey, my name is Luke. Can I pray for you? And I was like, dude, that's awesome. He was just going for it and people getting blessed. So um, why don't you guys share what was your favorite part of praying for people? Cool? Just real quick. Yeah, just the story I was sharing with that girl. She was just crying, and then afterwards she was, like, happy, and she was smiling. That was amazing. Just seeing her go from feeling in one way to another after we praying was awesome. Uh, well, we my group saw this guy with an ice cream cart. I've never seen one before, literally pulling it, and we just um, ended up praying for him and his business. We didn't have any money to buy something, but, yeah, we still prayed for him. We didn't eat anything. <laughs> um, I think it was really great just to step out because, like Kingsley said, most of us don't speak any Spanish. So we'd just go up to someone and be all, Jesus Cristo, can I pray for you? Like, Jesus? <laughs> like, and they're all, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to lay hands on you. And, like, you know, it's just super awkward, but, it, like, it's all what you make it, and God, God can do the rest. Um, and so it, there wasn't really a language barrier because... God can kind of speak through um, what we're stepping out and doing. And so it was really awesome just to see everybody just to step out. And most, you know, most of the people don't speak English. So we just stepped out in faith and prayed for lots of people, even though they didn't understand what we were saying. <laughs> um, I think what was really cool was when we were going out to minister um, in the city, um, a lot of the people already knew who uh, they, we were and who we're affiliated with, with the ranch and stuff. And so obviously they're making an impact um, in the community. And so I think that was like an awesome thing, um, just knowing that they do that frequently and how I think, you know, we as Shouts of Grace 
or equippers um, could really make an impact in our community and people will know us. Like these are the people that come out and pray for us and we see healings. So I think that was an awesome point for ministry. Let me ask you guys, let me ask the team this. Do you guys think what we did down there is possible to do back here? Do you think it's even easier because there's no language barrier? But like what Valerie said, there, God is the divine. He, he, will be, he will be able to be able to minister. He will have the words. God knows every language ever. He invented them. He invented all people. So he is the answer to all those things. Like Valerie didn't even know any, any Spanish whatsoever. She still spoke and ministered to somebody because God is unifying. He can do all that stuff. Okay? This is awesome. So, yeah, possible? Yeah? Let's do that. I want to do that. Let's do that as as a youth ministry. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna talk more about that and being able to go out and bless people in the community. It's awesome. It's so rewarding. It's amazing getting to pray for people. It's insane. You think that it blesses them? Guess what it does to you? <laughs> it's like always a quadruple double coming back to me. Like if I ever get to pray for somebody, it just feels so good to encourage somebody. Just bring God into their life, like what Luke said. It just changes everything right there. And all you got to do is step out in faith. That's all you got to do. Step out in faith. Yes, you have a question? Oh, how do you pray for somebody? Oh, Jesus Christo. Yeah, we were just like, we would just be like, pray? Like, pray? We would just like make a, yeah, we just do pray hands. We just do the pray hand emoji, and people would be like, oh, see, see, pray for me. So, I'm going to share in the last one more question, and we'll be done. Cool? You guys, you guys hanging in there? Yeah? Thank you for listening to us with your open ears. Um, <clears throat> during, um, before we went out to the outreach, where we were going to go and serve people and pick up trash, and we were going to pray for people, before we did that, we were silent, and we waited. We were quiet. We sat in a room. We closed our eyes. You probably saw in the video. And we asked, we asked God to give us something, to, to highlight somebody to us. This is a traditional thing. It has, it has a name. It's called like a treasure hunt. That's just a name. Uh, but we're just asking God to highlight somebody to us. So we all did that, and God gave all of us different things. Um, I think Valerie got like a canoe and a banana tree. What did you get, Luke? Picture or something? Okay, so... Encouraging. What'd you get, Joshua? Color purple. Michael? One of the people at the back. Awesome. So God speaks to us because we, we waited on him. We were patient and we let him speak to us. Even if it didn't make sense to us, we waited and we listened to it. And we just took that information out and we used it. And however God told us to use it. And it wasn't for us. It wasn't for us. It was for them. This entire trip wasn't for us. It was for other people. That was the whole point of it. That's the whole point of that. It's a much bigger thing that we were doing. It wasn't about me going to get my fill or anything like that. So anyways, um, God told me that I was going to pray <clears throat> for a guy, and he gave me an image of who I was going to pray for. He had a Dodger hat. He was going to have lower back pain. He was going to be a father of three he was going to be working. He was going to have dirty hands. And he, was going to, he was going to be like on the job site working. Saw the image of him. He had a mustache. Like I saw him. God gave me a picture. Clear vision. There he is. Cool. So we got off the bus, and everybody's all walking around. And we start walking around to do the outreach. 
And right off the bat, I see the guy, and I go, I need the interpreter, because there's my treasure right there. In the flesh, there he was right there. The full thing, Dodger hat, everything, you name it. He's, there he is, right there. And he's just kind of looking at me. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. It's like having all the answers to the test. It's like insane. Like you have everything you need. Like God's already told you everything about them. So I just approached him, said like, how's it going? Is there anything I can do for you? Um, hey, so guess what? And the interpreter um, spoke for me and stuff like that. And we had a full-on conversation. I just said, you're my treasure. God showed me a picture of you. I just want to encourage you. You're a father, yeah? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, father of three? Like I knew, the, I knew everything. I knew him. And I'd never met him before in my entire life. This was God working. It was insane. It was so awesome to do. Got to pray for him, encourage him. And he was just in awe. He's like, how do you, how do you know? I handed out a card to him uh, to invite him back to the church where we were at, at Rancho de Sus Ninos. And he's like, okay, sounds great. He's like, thank you so much. That was so encouraging. It was like, it was so awesome. And that doesn't just have to happen down in Mexico on a mission trip or some other country. We can do that right here. We can ask God to give us visions of different things. Or just ask us, who do you want me to encourage today, God? Who do you want to change somebody's life today? That's all you got to do is be willing. You got to be willing. Um, so, yeah. Last question, and then we're all finished. Um, why don't you guys say your very favorite part of the entire trip? Okay. The first, <clears throat> the first night, I'll make it quick. The first night we were there, uh, one of the, no, was it the second night? Havila's sister? Second night. Uh, or, no, 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 wait, no. It was the first night. Yeah, it was to get, like, a, a word for, like, the week that we were there. We waited. The same thing Kingsley was talking about. We waited for God to speak. And uh, we were in, uh, it's right after worship, and we were all sitting in a circle in kind of like this, a room like this, big room. Uh, we all got words. Um, like, everyone, everyone got, God spoke to everyone. Uh, it was cool. Um, but... I had been hanging out with this kid. He was, I was sleeping on the floor next to this guy. <laughs> and uh, he told me his whole life story. So just quick, he, he, long story short, he had a really rough life. He was homeless. And he, he told me his whole story. And one of the things in his story was one of his best friends like died. He was like a Christian um, and he died in a car accident. And he was telling me this whole story. And, uh, and I was like, wow, it was, it was really heavy. And so, like, in that moment of prayer, so this was, like, a couple hours later, um, God, he spoke to me, and he's like, I want you to be that guy's best friend this week. And I was like, whoa. And so, like, I was, like, getting emotional. But it was cool because God set it up the whole week for me to be able to hang out with him. Like, there's all these different groups. Like, um, we were team one out of, like, 17, 17 groups. And... Um, it somehow worked out where my team was with his team the entire time. Like in all the activities, he was on the same bus the whole time. It was crazy. And then like, um, so I got to hang out with him. Uh, I bought this like RDSN sweatshirt and God said, right after, right after I bought it, God's like, give him the sweatshirt. And I was like, no, I don't want to give him the sweatshirt. Uh, but I gave him the sweatshirt um, the next day because I was still holding on to it. And uh, I gave him the sweatshirt. He's like, I was like, here you go, bro. Uh, God told me to give this to you. And he's like, no, dude. And he like wouldn't take it. And I was like, no, you have to take it because God said to take it. Um, um, and uh, yeah. And so anyway, we 
came on the bus like the whole way home, um, even crossed the border. He was a little bit behind me. We crossed the border with him. We actually walked across the border. We didn't just drive. We like walked across. We did it total, total style, Mexican style. <laughs> walked across the border. <laughs> border Patrol. Yeah. Awesome uh, but yeah, I got to say bye to him, have his number. And he texted me. He's like, hey, man, like, let's hang out or let's talk soon. So it was cool. It was really cool. My favorite part of the missions trip was um, serving in Tijuana. I was, ex yeah, and Tito, this little five-year-old kid we met when me and Mikey were playing a soccer game. Mexican people are ruthless in soccer. And I'm still, still getting off the injuries. <laughs> that's Mikey snuggling with Luke when he wouldn't wake up. No, that's you. That's you. No way. I was so passed out. We all had to sit on him to wake up. Played this game called um, Impractical Jokes, and we would Rochambeau to do an impractical joke. And one of, I yeah, I didn't do it. Um, so me and Valerie just thought of the things to do, and Valerie thought of that Wyatt Marshall had to go in front of the entire like, the the entire everybody that was there, like hundreds of people. He had to go in front of them and sing. Okay, we're in Mexico. Most of the people there are from Mexico, and he had to go and sing. <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner in front of everybody. So he goes, puts his hand on his heart, and just goes, I miss my home. Oh, say, can you say? And he just, like, starts belting it out. And there's this moment of, like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? Are they going to, like, kick us out of Mexico? And then all of a sudden, it was beautiful. Everybody starts singing it with him. And then the whole crowd is singing the Star Spangled Banner. And at the end of it, we all got together, and we did a flyby. We went, it was awesome, and everybody loved it, and we got in trouble. It was great. Um, Valerie, what's your favorite part? Real quick. Okay. Um, when we went to hang out with the orphanage kids, um, this little girl who has nothing, lived at the orphanage, I don't know how long. Um, she has nothing. She doesn't speak any English. She came over and just, like, laid on my lap and, like, started playing with Kingsley's leg. And um, it was just, like, they... They want to give you love, even though they don't have anything. And it was a really, like, moment where it was like, wow. Okay, we'll take her home now. Um, but she was really sweet. So that was really awesome. Um, I think just, like, what God does, like, he speaks to you in a lot of different areas. And one of the things, you know, I was asking God was, like, these, these kids and the people are so hungry. Um, and there's just, like, love beyond you could probably imagine. Um, and what God spoke to me was there's like nothing, they have nothing to lose. And so when they come into relationship with God, it's gung-ho. And so sometimes we come to church and, you know, we just think it's playing games or it's just out of emotions or we talk or on our phone or whatever. And, you know, there's something that happens when you have nothing, when you have nothing at all besides you and God. And I think that was something amazing that I think we probably could all take away is, um, is just that relationship with God and, yeah, seeing those people who have nothing, so. Sweet. Thanks, guys. You guys can grab a seat. Thank you, guys. Round of applause for the team. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Cool. So when God does things, you get to share testimonies about what God does, and then you get to celebrate that because God just moved big time. He moved big time, and he's still moving, and he's always going to be moving. So we're just excited and expectant for the summer. I'm super pumped. 
that we are here. Um, we got cool events coming up, awesome things. We'll go on another mission trip. There's other uh, opportunities. We're going to start practicing and, and um, praying for people here back at home in our mission field, which is right here. And you guys are all missionaries too. And I thank you guys for your support and prayer for us and everything like that. So anyways, awesome. You guys good? I'm going to pray and we're all finished. Cool? Thank you, Jesus, for this time, God. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the ears uh, that listened, that used those. And um, thank you, God, for um, moving so big down there in Mexico, God. Thank you for such an amazing organization, Rancho de Sus Niños. God, please protect that um, entire organization. Um, we pray, pray for a favor over that. God, we know that there's, a, there's actually a wildfire going on down there really close to where that facility is, God. So we just pray safety over the entire um, fire that's going on down there. Um, uh, we pray safety over Rancho de Sus Ninos and everybody that might come in contact or be near that, God. Uh, we just ask that you had, um, that fire goes out in Jesus' name and that uh, your fire uh, to, to ignite more believers and more people to come in and just get wrecked and in, truly encounter you and just to see your blessings poured out, God. Uh, I just pray that you ignite that and you just continue that and it just never stops, God, but it just blows up. And thank you for giving us uh, energy and plans and uh, excitement for being able to uh, pray for people back here and bring uh, your kingdom here on earth, God. As your kingdom looks, we want it here on earth, God. So we're just excited for this next uh, part of the summer, Lord. We're expectant. And uh, thank you, God. You're amazing. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen.